Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Shanna Fredericks, who is a part of a strong network of environmental organizations in Nova Scotia, who are working tirelessly to conserve our natural world. Shanna's education in biology and protected area management brought her to Coastal Action in 2014, where she managed the water quality and watersheds work for two years. From there, she was promoted to her current role as assistant director with a focus on creating opportunities for passionate environmental professionals in Nova Scotia. Welcome, Jana. Thank you. Happy to be here. Our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about Coastal Action, and your journey. We're excited to hear about it. Sure. Um, Well, I'll start with Coastal Action. Uh, So we're an environmental nonprofit, and we're based here on the south shore of Nova Scotia, uh, we work sort of all throughout the province and in partnership across Atlantic Canada. Um, but we also very much acknowledge that we live and work on the unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq people. Um, so our organization, we just recently celebrated our 25th anniversary. Our team is about 30 strong right now. Uh, we've grown quite a bit in the last few years. And we do a wide variety of environmental work, but for the most part, we've sort of organized it into our five core areas. Um, And so those are coastal and marine, climate change, environmental education, watersheds and water quality, and species at risk and biodiversity. And we've sort of structured our organization around those five core areas. Um, So we have um, our our executive director, Brooke Nodding, um, who's really the superstar of the organization and probably the one that should be on this podcast, (laughs) but here we are. Um, and then myself as assistant director, and then we have sort of a senior management team where we have five individuals we call team leads, and mm-hmm. they lead those five teams and have um, a, lot, a bunch of staff underneath, underneath them. And we're also governed by a volunteer board of directors. We have 
uh, supporting staff, office managers, graphic designers. And we also work with consultants. We have IT consultants, communications consultants, um, and a really wonderful HR consultant, uh, named <laughs> Ant McCabe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can wire me that $50 in time now, Ant. <laughs> I'll confirm your email address. No problem. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, my role at Coastal Action, um, you know, anybody who works in leadership in a nonprofit, they know you have to wear many, many different hats. Yes. Um, often, you know, if a new opportunity comes to the organization, I'm often the one to learn how to wear that new hat. Um, so I do a little bit of everything. Um, strategic planning, working closely with our team, coaching and mentoring of our team leads project development, um, pretty much anything and everything. Uh, everything that comes out of the organization passes by my desk for, for editing and approval. So that tends to take up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. And I occasionally still get out into the field to do a little bit of field work here and there. Yes, yes, definitely. And so when it comes to the leadership side of things for you, tell us a little bit about um, what got you where you are today. Sure. Um, well, my background, I did a biology degree at Mount Allison University, um, which is also where I met my husband. And uh, when we finished there, we we went out west uh, to Vancouver Island, where I was convinced I'd be studying orcas and living on a houseboat for the rest of my life. Um, in reality, we had, you know, furniture made out of cardboard, and we were back here within a year. <laughs> Worked on tour boats for a while as a biologist, doing whale watching tours, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then went to Australia and did my master's in protected area management, uh, which was amazing. And then back to Canada and back out west again and worked in a federal migratory bird sanctuary, uh, which was a great job. And it had a lot of of diversity, a lot of um, people management, visitor management. Mm-hmm. Where I really learned how to, um, you know, work in the environmental field, but also work with people and really, you know, be able to think on your feet and interact with all kinds of different people. Um, and then after that, back to Nova Scotia and bought a house on the South Shore and started at Coastal Action. All right. That, that sounds like an amazing journey from uh, tra- traveling out west and having a uh, what is it? Cardboard boxes as furniture to to moving out and doing your masters in Australia and then bringing back to to Nova Scotia. Um, I'm curious, Shana. You had mentioned, you know, in your role as assistant director, you everything kind of passes by your plate, and you have to wear many hats. And any new projects that come on, you have to learn how to adapt and kind of understand how they work. I'd like to to know a little bit more about that. Have you recognized, is that a pattern that you've seen in other areas of your life as well? Kind of taking that leadership role and and diving in, what is your approach to, to taking on these new types of projects? I think, you know, in my time here at Coastal Action, I've, I've definitely evolved from, you know, being at that project coordinator level and moving up to assistant director, which in itself was, you know, quite a journey mm-hmm. to, to move to that position. Um, and I feel like my leadership style is, is always evolving, um, you know, as our organization grows and changes and as I, you know, develop personally and professionally. Um, but it's something that I've really enjoyed, um, you know, as the, the science side of my job has kind of fallen away and I'm doing a lot more, you know, coaching, mentoring, leadership type work. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily where I saw myself, uh, but I actually really enjoy it. Um, and I see, you know, my role as, you know, building the team, building a high performing team um, is kind of my main focus. Um, mm-hmm. The last few years really put a lot of effort into to building our culture and building a like a psychological safety type um, workplace uh, in order to have a high performing team. And so, you know, that's really where my focus is, is, is getting the right people into the right seats and supporting them when they need it uh, so that they can do their job. And mm. I'm happy to say that, you know, we have an amazing team here. Um, they're very strong. They are very high performing. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of them every single day. They're out there doing great things. That's wonderful to hear. And you said something really interesting in the sense of, it being a stretch going from project uh, coordinator to the assistant director role. And one thing just by way of working with you, Shanna, that I've noticed that you've observed about yourself in the past is it wasn't so much the work or the logistics of changing of the roles, but rather switching of your thinking and how you approach things. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that journey with regards to you know, what is it for first time managers or moving into executive management that you really have to prepare yourself for and I guess learn to by way of our human skills? For me, a lot of it was confidence, of course. You know, you're moving from that peer to peer relationship to all of a sudden being, um, you know, their direct supervisor. So it does take some time and you have to build the confidence around that. Um, I think for me, growing as a leader, I've focused a lot on just my mindset and trying to have a really strong, you know, growth and learning mindset, both for myself in order to develop professionally, but also to model that uh, for the rest of my team. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a journey, and I don't think it's over yet, but it's uh, it's going well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you touched a little bit and you've, you've mentioned a few times uh, the team and the importance they bring and how you're proud of them. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about like, what is your vision for the team and, and how do you create that environment for them to thrive? I think our vision for our team is, uh, you know, to, to do great work in Nova Scotia, to, to have, to employ young people and keep them in the province and, you know, have, really make an impact in terms of environmental conservation. Um, I think when you work in the field that we're in, it's not very hard to create um, a team where everybody is aligned with the same vision, the same values. You know, when when you work in this field, you kind of live and breathe it. Uh, and it very much gets intertwined with your lifestyle. So, you know, in terms of motivation and staff engagement, that has never really been a big challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where a lot of our success comes from at, at Coastal Action is not so much our vision, our mission, and our values, but it's more about the way that we operate, our philosophy. It's really where um, where we've been able to, to be successful and sustainable over 25 years is the fact that um, how we do things is somewhat different than other or- environmental organizations. There are a lot out there like us, but we're very, um, very fact-based research-based, unbiased. Uh, we don't, we don't advocate, we're not activists and we're not, uh, you know, we're not out there naming and shaming. And for us, 
that's really allowed us to to put ourselves in a position where we are a well-trusted organization with multiple stakeholders and government bodies, uh, but we're also still very accessible and very accountable to the public. Um, and so we've we've found that that's kind of our niche area, and that that's mm-hmm. where we have the most success. And I find that that you know that philosophy is what I communicate and really stress to new staff when we bring them on. Uh, more so than, you know, these, this is our visions, these are our values, uh, because it's something that comes up almost every single day, mm-hmm. making sure that we're aligned with that philosophy and that everything we do every day is, uh, is falling in line with that. Mm. And that's awesome to hear uh, on multiple levels, A, because we work together <laughs> and B, essentially what you're speaking to is what we call cultural alignment. So it's not just about what's written on your walls, but what you're practicing and what you're speaking to on a daily or weekly basis and having your team members already have that passion. So the internal motivation to start with is a fuel to our fire to have that strong team. And hearing you speak about this is amazing for us and, and our subscribers, because Nowadays, it's really important with regards to things like retention and making sure that we have strong teams um, and enriching those teams. And so for you, what other, I guess, pillars or things that do you have in place for your team members to thrive? A lot of what we have in place today is is really a testament to the last two years of hard work that we've put in, uh, Brooke and myself, with you, Ange, and, and putting those structures in place. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said earlier, you know, we, we grew very quickly from a, a smaller organization to a much larger one. Yeah. Um, and that growth, you know, really took off and it started to kind of outpace the development of our important structures and processes and systems. Mm-hmm. And so the work we've done in the last few years has really um, made that easier to manage, I guess, the growth. Um, right. So, you know, we've, we've worked hard to redo our policies and we now have strong onboarding and offboarding programs and performance management programs. Um, We offer our staff, you know, I think a lot of perks and benefits. Um, It's a very flexible workplace, um, very laid back, but also very hardworking and professional. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're, we're just now in the first year of rolling out a lot of these programs, but especially the, the new performance management program, I think is something that our staff was really craving. And uh, we're all sort of working out the kinks as we go. But I think that, you know, that's really going to help them see where they have value in the organization um, because everybody's individual goals and objectives are are very much funneled up to our larger overarching strategic goals and objectives. Um, And I think that gives everyone a real sense of purpose um, in their work and helps Mm -hmm. keep them engaged. Mm. And and I also think to reflecting back over the past two years, uh, Shannon, is that the value with regards to the leadership style between yourself and Brooke uh, for your team members and that being very inclusive, but yet accountable. There's this balance between, you know, ensuring that all team members have a voice, but at the end of the day where we're very fact-based, fact-based and, um, you know, strategy-driven having that balance between strategy and in being inclusive equals accountability to the team members. Um, and where I'm going with this is really and truly, we can have policies and programs in place, but without proper leadership, 
it kind of can collect dust on our proverbial bookshelves, right? So the success of the programs, I think, from, from my seat are really being able to have a safe environment to test and figure out what's making sense for your organization and what's not. Um, and it's been a lot of hard work with regards to having real conversations with team members and understanding preferences and really listening um, and helping that listening activity between executive management, our team leads, our, our management team, and our, and our uh, frontline staff, our, our technicians. So it's really important to have, um, you know, that type of environment of being inclusive uh, and, you know, strong communication, I would say, in short, is, is really the key to the success of a lot of these programs. Um, and what's really exciting about it is that, because we have distilled that safe environment and opened up a lot of communication and further fostered it, which is really important in, in all organizations, is that it gives us a playing ground. So when we start to roll out these performance management programs um, with regards to having frequent conversations and making sure that team members are looked at as a whole person through training and development, you know, their skill sets, how can we enrich their job? in a whole hosted conversation, um, you know, we were able to kind of play, I would say, in the sense of, again, what's working and what's not working. Um, so it's a really exciting time, I feel, at Coastal Action, uh, because we have a lot on the go in setting grassroots with a lot of proper HR best practices, but then elevating with regards to how we're developing leadership and management and the performance uh, of the whole team. Yeah. Absolutely. I think what I'm hearing there, and I know both both of you two work closely together, but the yeah. crux of it is really creating that environment um, for the teams to be able to communicate openly. Yes. Um, and that you could have those performance programs and the onboarding, everything else. However, the success of them wouldn't have been as great if really that foundation piece wasn't already built in. And mm -hmm. that psychological safety that you had uh, spoke to earlier, Shana, um, within the company, without that, uh, it seems like those other other programs that, we, that were implemented wouldn't have had the same uh, uptake or success with the company otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so, um, with regards to, I guess, performance in general, uh, Shanna, where do you see us going uh, in the next year or two? Uh, with regards to to the performance management program as we, I, I guess we call it scaling up. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm really looking forward to the next year and, and seeing how seeing how our staff really, you know, buy into the entire performance management program. Um, I think something that, uh, something I'm trying to get across to them, something I'm working on with myself in terms of performance is, uh, Learn, really getting to know yourself and your leadership style within whatever role that you're in um, mm -hmm. and, and figuring out your strengths and weaknesses and how you can really use those to your benefit. Um, you know, for myself, where I'm, I'm managing closely the team leads, um, I'm also trying to build those relationships with, with the rest of our staff as well. Um, going back to that communication, you know, we don't want to, we do have somewhat of a hierarchical structure um, but we want to make sure that there is that open communication and that um, staff at every level are comfortable to, to come and speak with us. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think so far staff are really, 
really engaged and they're excited about it. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Definitely. And tapping into leadership styles is really important. Uh, oftentimes as organizations, you know, we, we tend to focus on, um, you know, the next grant or, you know, then the next report that we have to write or really focusing on operations in the sense of, of speed and expectations. And oftentimes don't have the time to go inward or reflect uh, on our leadership style or even strategically look at setting goals around leadership and growth. Um, so it's really exciting for me anyway, selfishly, um, that we have that opportunity to really kind of look in uh, inwards within the organization around uh, skill sets is what I'm getting at. And so from a leadership perspective, um, we can approach it in multiple ways that we've already started to talk about and implement with regards to identifying functional leadership styles, but then also looking at the human skill side of things. So our behaviors, how do we show up with regards to our natural or adapted communication style, our emotional intelligence, um, what is kind of our, our jumping off place from a place of evidence and having opportunity and creating self-awareness so that we can grow because we know from a leadership perspective that, um, of of leaders who have high levels of emotional intelligence are also known as successful leaders. Um, So tapping into things that we know currently work uh, for other organizations around developing and understanding leadership um, is really an important step to the success of leading the teams and rolling out um, more programs Mm -hmm. and processes as as we continue to grow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um... I think everybody, you know, we're all starting to learn how to set those SMART goals and how to execute, um, but also the importance of, of that emotional intelligence. Um, and I try to, you know, whenever I get the chance, model that type of behavior for everybody else, being very open, um, laid back, you know, try to have fun. I think, you know, we can, we can work hard and we can be professional. We can also have a good time. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody really benefits and enjoys that sort of workplace culture um, here at Coastal Action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that, that, that's fantastic. And so we, in coming to a close, we always ask our guests, uh, what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. How about uh, take it up with HR? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I think that was geared towards you, Angela. I think I would say probably work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's important in any job, but I think the field that we work in, where we are so passionate um, about the work that we do and we love the the work that we do, and it does very much become our lifestyle, I think it's almost even more important in our field to – to make sure you're paying attention to work-life balance, make sure you're keeping that separation and recognizing that you are an individual in a role. Mm-hmm. And uh, although it may align very closely with your personal lifestyle and your beliefs, it is still a role. And so uh, focusing on maintaining that balance, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. That's insightful. Thank you very much, Anna, for joining us today and sharing all of your leadership uh, and insights through Coastal Action. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes.
Uh, and we appreciate uh, your further insights with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. So for those who would like to learn more about Coastal Action, we're going to provide a link to the company's uh, profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuitiveperformance.com where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.